This is Faith in Action, the program that looks at how ordinary people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Our program is underwritten in part by the Indiana State Knights of Columbus. And now, here's today's program. This is Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Ayer. I'm actually on the road today. I am at St. Elizabeth Seton, and I'm talking with uh, our guests, Greg Fleckenstein and Jen Weldon, who are on the evangelization team. So welcome to Faith in Action. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to be talking about um, evangelization. Greg, tell me a little bit about your position here at St. Elizabeth Seton, what you do and what your job is. Absolutely. So uh, I'm the director of evangelization and formation here at Seton. So I am over the top of everything from womb to tomb. Uh, you're, you're over the top? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I know I'm over the top, but you know. All right. Go ahead. So um, yeah, uh, handle everything uh, from youth programs, adult programs, but um, evangelization is a key part of every age group within our Catholic faith, bringing people to faith. So um, yeah, that, that that's how we uh, came up with that position to to make sure that that was a key emphasis in everything we do is bringing people to Christ, and that's what I do. And that's what we're really all about here at Catholic Radio Indy. And so I love that seeing parishes that are actually have a dedicated person to specifically evangelization. So Jen, uh, you are also here at the parish, and you are on an evangelization team. So how long you've been here at the parish, and tell us a little bit about. Um, how you got connected with Greg and evangelization. Yeah, I've been at Seton for about five years now, and I've had um, lots of experience in ministry before um, coming to this parish and worked as a um, faith formation director as a, as a volunteer position at parishes before and have just been really involved. Um, once we got here, was trying to discern out, you know, where to get involved specifically at St. Elizabeth Seton. Um, and then truthfully, there was just a call out about evangelization. And it's a passion of mine and um, feel like it's the backbone of all things faith building and community building and all of that. So when the call out came, I jumped on board and uh, thought it was an amazing idea to have a, a focused and specific team create, you know, that would that would focus only on evangelization and how to get that out, not only at Seton, but at the community at large. And so it was easy to just be like, let's do this. When I was thinking about this topic, you know, evangelization team, I'm like, isn't that kind of what Jesus did? <laughs> That's exactly it. He got his uh, evangelization team going. <laughs> And that's spot on. Yeah, that's, that's that was kind of the inspiration, believe it or not. I mean, that it was, um, to begin with, this team was a small group of people um, who are in community with one another, praying with one another. Um, and as, as Jen said, not just focusing on our parish, but our community in general, how we can lead people to Christ, not just in word, but in action. Well, I want to ask you about each of your backgrounds. Did, did we'll start with you, Greg. Did you grow up Catholic? And um, did you have any kind of um, reversion, conversion, or encounter? Because I find that people that are in ministry have had something, I don't know, maybe not getting knocked off their horse, you know, like like uh, Paul or whatever. But, um, you know, they've had some kind of encounter that, that made them really want to get involved in ministry and share the gospel with other people. So yeah, I, w I was a cradle Catholic. Um, went to Catholic. I've gone through every every step of my education has been Catholic. So um, 
That's cool. Uh, yeah, a trifecta. Yeah, a little different. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I kind of had a instance in uh, high school where I went on a retreat called Kairos, um, mm. so God's time, right? So taking us away for a number of days to hear the stories, the witnesses of people's lives, and how um, the Catholic faith impacted that. Um, so while on that retreat, I, I saw in the lives of others how they moved beyond the pain, the suffering, um, sin that that is universal to our lives, and uh, they were able through their faith to speak to that, but also speak about how they um, are willing to serve, are willing to try to seek virtue, Um, and that was a little bit of a different mindset for me. I realized I sinned, I'd go to confession, but um, there wasn't an action step always beyond that. Um, So at that point, that that changed my life a little bit. I, I, I moved on from the different friend groups that were negative for me, tried to find relationships that were positive for me, um, ended up that leaded, led into me going into seminary for a period of time, and then finally, finally mm-hmm. into ministry. So, yes. That's super cool. So, Jen, what about you? Did you grow up Catholic? And talk about your, like, if you've had a reversion or conversion. or Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I did. I'm a cradle Catholic as well. Grew up Catholic, a pretty strong Catholic family. We did not do Catholic school, um, but there was five of us and, you know, all that jazz. Um, but... I did at the end of high, so the the Catholic uh, parish that we attended did not have a strong youth group. Mm. And during high school, I attended for a while a um, Christian youth group, ended up basically, uh, I wouldn't say leaving the church, but started, once I got to college, started attending a a Methodist church for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And um, it never felt right. And for, I just to be quite honest, very, very much missed the Eucharist. There was this whole component to that. Mm-hmm. Um, the true transparent thing is that I was I got engaged and we're getting married, and that brought me back to the Catholic Church. It just, everything felt so just not like home. Um, wanted to make sure it was sacramental, wanted to raise my children in the church, and um, there was just a big conversion that basically happened at that point, heart set on fire, and, and there, you know, there were some things that were missing from the church that I felt like I could have... Um, I could help with some movement in. And so the things that I felt were missing and why I left to begin with and went reaching for other things, I said, well, I'm going to come back and I'm going to try to make a difference. I'm going to get involved and find ways to add. And so, yeah, ever since then, it's been nothing but fire. That's really awesome. We're talking with Greg Fleckenstein and Jen Weldon, and we're talking about a parish evangelization team. And it's really interesting that you said that about um a lot of people leave that that leave the church or you know go to a different church non-catholic church they they find maybe scripture studies mm-hmm. or community in a way that they didn't have it maybe at the catholic faith and so it's really great how god uses all those experiences you come back and you're like okay well this is what i felt was missing now i want to help create that mm-hmm. you know at the next parish i'm at or whatever mm-hmm. so Talk about what exactly, um, Greg, is this evangelization team? What is that? What is it? What does it mean? Sure. How'd you recruit people? Yeah. So um, when, when I took on this position in late 2020, um, there was a very keen understanding that every one of us is called to evangelize. It's not just me. It's not just um, our parishioners. It's it's the whole Catholic community um, from young to old are, are called to reach out to others and bring them to Christ um, really through actions first um, and, you know, words as well. Um, so 
I uh, began seeking out um, people within our parish that I knew um, had a background within the faith, had different backgrounds within the faith, not just the the normal key players that we have here in the parish, but mm-hmm. those that um, had had. I, I saw potential in the fact that they could uh, set hearts on fire, um, and so we started rather large. Um, we we I think started uh, with a team that was was in the twenties or thirties, mm-hmm. something along those lines. Um, more, more than twelve, then. Right? That is that is true. <laughs> you know, Jesus probably knew what he was doing. <laughs> Um, so, um, one of our first initiatives, we have a very large event here on, on campus called Seton Fest, uh, every summer that is a, um, carnival environment, but very much a, uh, an environment where, yeah, so we, we, we kind of staffed a, a tent that was, um, in a welcoming environment, but also was very much focused on, we can pray for people. We can, um, bring people to one of our priests and they can go to confession. We can take you to adoration, um, wow. while, while here. Um, not just go ride the roller coaster or the Ferris wheel, but you know, we'll take you to it. <laughs> well, confession can kind of be a roller coaster. Hey, amen to that. <laughs> you, amen to come, that. And you come out of there and you're like, woo, that was great. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't resist. Um, I really like that you talk about that it's not just the priest's role or it's not necessarily the young or the old that are responsible for evangelization. Um, I'm curious, and um, Jen, I'm sure you can answer this question, so I'll put this one to you. Um, What is the age group then of your dynamic of your team right now? What's its span? Um, Yeah, so I think we're probably 40s to 60s -hmm. is about where we are. It did did, uh, eventually pare down to about a a, a devoted group of about I think we're maybe eight right six to eight something like that um, and so uh, yeah I'd say 40s to about 60s so I'm curious um, okay so you you had the tent meeting or you know you had the seat and fest and you recruited and you probably Greg reached out to people maybe you knew at the parish and had a kind of a personal invitation as well you know I'm sure you collected that first group of 20 in various various ways um, what what are you doing in terms of formation with with the um, team that you have? Sure, formation. We we um, are very much focusing at this point on prayer, um, making that the starting point of how we can uh, form our own lives. If we're devoting ourselves to a life of prayer that is not just uh, for others but with others, um, that 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 has kind of changed the whole outlook of how this team has operated. We went from that that you know, tent at Seton Fest to really discerning that that was the first key step that we could introduce to any um, person's life um, that could have a a dynamic impact if they devoted themselves to prayer and took that onward into the world. So really forming ourselves in devoted prayer, I think, is where we're at Mm -hmm. at this moment. Yeah. So how how are you doing that exactly? So it's the dynamic has been really, really interesting. Of course, the Holy Spirit is just driving this train faster than we can kind of hold on, to be quite honest. There are times we're sitting in the meetings, and I mean, we all just kind of sit back in our chairs, and we're like, whoa, you know, how? Nothing but the Holy Spirit. And of course, confirmation after confirmation keeps happening. But um, I think one of the things that is, the, the formation is coming truly just from each other right now. Um, so we, we all just feel this, I think, commitment to be what we're asking 
the rest of the parish and then eventually like the community at large to be. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in itself, it's already become this little small faith community. We're trying to really live out the things we're trying to teach and the the things we're trying to educate. Um, So we have lots of tools we're trying to do and, you know, with this mission, but you know, things as little as one of our team members is going to adoration this morning. And so there's a text to all of us that just says, I'm going, how can I pray? Um, Does that, that reminds us that he's going to adoration and a reminder that's a way we can be praying. But then at the same time, he's taking our prayers, you know, to the Lord uh, for us. And that's, you know, one of the examples of what we're going to really try to push out around here. Um, We have resources like our webpage and things like that, where we're trying to roll out some education, which is, you know, of course, interesting that you just said, what is prayer? Because that was actually our very first rollout, which was what is prayer? And folks don't always feel like they have to, you know, folks sometimes feel like they have to have all these rote memorized prayers. Some think that you have to have the perfect words. Some think that you have to be in the correct formation and the correct mindset and all of these things. And and we're really going to try to just roll out that, you know, just sitting quietly somewhere is prayer. Like, and knowing, asking God to be there. That's all you have to do. And so we're really going to try to push that out, but we're doing it with each other. So, and then I have to, of course, plug Greg. He's done um, some prayer training videos that he pushed out to us as a team and that we'll also have available for the parish as well. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's been lots of ways so far. More to come, too. And I would say, like, the, the biggest thing that we see Im- as important within this entirely is intercessory prayer. Mm-hmm. So making sure that we are focusing not just on um, easy things that we can pray for, but when someone is suffering in that moment, going to them, praying with them in that moment, being with them in that moment as a vessel for Christ. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, I want to get into a little bit more about intercessory prayer, what that is, and how people can do that. So stay tuned for more Faith in Action. You're listening to Catholic Radio Indy, converting the culture to Christ through radio, featuring 100% Catholic programming 24-7. Do your friends a favor. Tell them about Catholic Radio Indy. Hi, I'm Patty Cochran. Are you a non-Catholic who listens to Catholic Radio? Would you like to find out more about how to join the Catholic Church? There's a program called RCIA that can introduce you to the Catholic faith, and it's available at your local parish. You don't have to make a commitment to participate in the program. Just try it out. I did, and it was one of the best steps I've ever made. Contact your local parish office for more information and start your journey home. You can hear the Holy Mass every day at 8 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Indy. Welcome back to Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Ayer. I am actually on the road at St. Elizabeth Seton Parish in Carmel, and I'm talking with Greg Fleckenstein and Jen Weldon, uh, and we're talking about the evangelization team that they have put together here at the parish. And before we went on the break, at the break, we were talking, or Greg was talking about intercessory prayer. Tell us what that is and how exactly you do that. Sure. So if um, we could all use a little refresher. <laughs> hey, everybody. Um, so intercessory, interceding in in the life of someone through prayer. So okay. Uh, so I come to you and I say, um, my marriage is on the rocks, or I had a family member die, or I'm struggling with whatever. 
Exactly. And um, instead of just saying, or, or instead of making prayer kind of the last thing you do, saying, you know, well, I'll, I'll definitely pray for you. And, and see you later. I'll pray for you. See you later. Yeah. And maybe we remember, you know, maybe, maybe we don't, that. right? I mean, we're, we're human. So um, instead of, uh, I wouldn't say wasting that opportunity, but but not taking that opportunity, you know, uh, by in grasping it, um, stopping in that moment and saying, can I pray for you right now? Can we? Can we? Can we do this right now? And and making sure that um, to the best of your ability, you're you're allowing the Holy Spirit in and making that prayer known. That's really awesome. Be- before we um, at the break when we're off the air, we were mentioning Jen brought this up about talking about what does evangelization mean, and for people who came to the initial meetings of you know maybe I want to do that, what did you tell them and What did you guys talk about? What does it mean? Well, you know, I think the most basic version of what evangelization is, is obviously bringing the good news to all, right? And how how to do that becomes a really big question. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, we sat in a couple meetings and really discerned what would that mean here? Um, Because there's a lot of different ways to do that. And we wanted to be focused and have, you know, a mission and a strategy. And um, so, you know, originally, we got really big and broad, and we were going to take it to the masses and the community and Carmel at large, we're going to be evangelized. And then we realized that, really, we felt the best way to get out to the rest of, of the community is to make sure that we, you know, even just as, as a team, and then the folks at this parish themselves feel evangelized. Um, and and what does that even mean to evangelize them? Um, so then we broke it down even further, and we tried to decide, because everyone has to be evangelized differently, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it really truly de- depends on the audience. And so we really tried to break down, you know, there are po- people who are really, really active already in the parish. And do those people need to be evangelized and how? And then there are folks that come every Sunday, but maybe don't engage at all um, in the parish. And then there are some who don't come to Mass anymore. And then there are some that aren't even Catholic. And then they're, right? And so we, we broke it down a little bit into those categories. And with doing that, we really realized... And that's where the prayer campaign was born, um, because we really felt, let's really evangelize the people here. Let's really get them comfortable, because they are the feet and the hands of Christ. We have them here. Let's get to them. And then they can then become, you know, they can become disciples, and they can walk out into the community and do, do more than just this little team of six can do for the whole community. So we felt like we would build up that discipleship and, and find ways that would reach each of those categories of people. Um, and this campaign was born of that because there is a way to reach, we felt, every one of those categories in some capacity with this one. You know, we came up with all kinds of other ideas where we thought, oh, this will be really great for folks who aren't coming to Mass anymore. Or this is really great for the active, active folks. Um, but it wasn't reaching the full breadth. And we thought that this campaign, you know, the Holy Spirit really did bring it. And it, it was something that we thought every every person, no matter what stage or level they are, feel like they're at right now in their faith journey, this can affect them and can and build fruit for them. Currently. So you, you mentioned um, a campaign, and I think you're talking about how how can I pray for you? Is mm-hmm. that what it's called? That right? is correct. Talk mm-hmm. about that. I'm looking at our time. Okay, we're good. Okay. So how can I pray for you is um, really the words that that come out of what we were just talking about with intercessory prayer. Just um, how 
very specifically in the joys, the sorrows, the blessings, the uh, just pure dretches of life, can we pray for one another? Um, and how can God teach us to pray better for one another um, through the gifts of the Holy Spirit? That that's that's kind of the campaign. So making it real, making it once again not the last thing that we do, but the very first thing that we do when someone is in need. And a lot of people are very. Um open in sharing that they're struggling with something you know like if you have a friend or a co-worker or mm-hmm. a family member or whatever or you know just two friends say you know you know drinking a cup of coffee just over coffee say oh you know how's life you know you, you catch up and then they tell you something and then you do you'll say well i'll pray for you mm-hmm. and then you don't right there when you could mm-hmm. and so i really love that and it, it can be awkward mm-hmm. um and the person may not feel comfortable but I think you might be surprised that they would say, you know, I'd really love that mm-hmm. if you would right now. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> now I got to do it. You know, So I, I don't know. I guess um, I think it's really beautiful. In fact, that's kind of how um, this whole interview came about is I started thinking about um, I actually came to mass here at St. Elizabeth Seton and I heard the call out with um, two of your other team members. And I thought it was just super cool. So um I'm, I'm glad that then I found out about your evangelization team. I'm like, well, that's a twofer right there. <laughs> well, how um, I think it's fascinating that you have kind of broken up or identified people as having different needs because you can't really treat everybody exactly the same. You know, some person might be really comfortable with you praying and they know the Holy Spirit prayer and you guys can pray it together and then there's that. And then there's someone who doesn't maybe even know the sign of the cross, you know, do you even use that when you're, you know, praying with them? So these are things that it's great that you've figured that out. So as an example, can you give us an example of maybe one of your outreaches for somebody that maybe hasn't been to church in a while? Sure. So for somebody who hasn't been to church in a while, we at this moment are kind of working on um, drip uh, feeding, uh, how this, how this mission is kind of going forward. So, um, we have prayer. I, I gave you the hardest one first. You did. I think. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's what people want to know though, you know, something yeah. that's mm-hmm. not there. Go ahead. Um, so we are, uh, doing prayer cards throughout this, this season of Lent that are, um, going to start from, you know, basic rope prayers, people, you know, praying before a meal, praying before you go to bed at night, like an exam or something along those lines to genuinely going to the the point where it's beyond rope prayers and you are speaking um, to the truth of someone's life. So starting very basic and moving up to very challenging is how we're kind of moving through this mm-hmm. season. And you, you never know too, right? I mean, there are folks who who I know through work or know, you know, acquaintances even that I, you know, might get on a text string where they ask for prayer. Hey, th- you know, think about us or whatever. And you can write then and there, just send a text prayer, right? Rather than a yes. And there it's, I've found that's an easy way to practice praying, right? You get to write it and erase it and write it and erase it. And and eventually you get out a beautiful prayer and they pray it or you pray it. But right then and there, like how much better could you attend to somebody right that moment by like offering up these words they get to hear you say to mm-hmm. the Lord, um, whether they're active or not, right? So and I don't even know necessarily if they're all active, even Christians, much less maybe acting, practicing Catholics. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So no doubt. Yeah. We're, we're talking with Greg Fleckenstein and Jen Weldon, and they are on the evangelization team at St. Elizabeth Seton in Carmel Parish, which is where we're at today. And we only have a couple minutes left, probably about four four minutes left. And I want to, Greg, ask you if there are people that are listening and they're thinking, I would like to be on evangelization team. I would like to maybe get one started at my parish. What do you need to get it started? I mean, do you have to be a, I know you're on staff here as evangelization. This is your gig. Um, but could you give us a, maybe a walkthrough of what, how someone could start this? Is it sure. hard? Do you need a lot of money? You need a lot of time? I mean, what do you need? You need Holy mil- Spirit? Holy Spirit and <laughs> millions of dollars. Absolutely. So, um, no. So, um, honestly, you just need a community, um, in my opinion. If you um, are not alone in this mission of wanting to bring people to, to faith within your parish, find and start talking to others who are inspired and on fire with um, why, you know, we, we evangelize. Like, if if God's real, if heaven's real, if the Eucharist is real, if our Catholic faith is real, why are we not, you know, preaching this to the mountains and into the valleys? Um, so find that community of people. Um, begin conversations about what you, in like with our team, we are involved in very different areas of the parish. Um, and so talk about where you're seeing evangelization play out, maybe where you're not. Um, and then maybe move to some small strategies um, mm-hmm. that you can do. I mean, this is this can, this what what we're what we're doing with how can I pray for you is not necessarily groundbreaking by any stretch of the imagination. I, it's very base level where people need to um, find their faith at this moment, right? Especially um, if they're not engaged. Um, yeah. So start start small. I think is the, the best advice I'd give. And then, um, of course, we had the blessing of our our pastor, Father Brian Doerr, to take this to the masses. Um, so um, yeah, that that would be my my two cents on how to form an evangelization team. So before we go, um, can people reach out to you um, for advice or you know to kind of get some help to get started? And if so, how would they do that? Sure. So if you go to seatoncarmel.org, um, that is the website where a lot of our, um, all of our staff contacts are, Greg Fleckenstein. You can find my email, my phone number, everything. But beyond that, on our website, we have a tab that says connect, and then how can I pray for you, where you will find continued updated information on what we're doing as a team. Um, and beyond that, giving people the opportunity to digitally send in um, anything that they need prayed for within their lives. And our team... Um, those that go to adoration, they're prayed for at every single Mass. Um, yeah, that, that, that is a great place to start. How has being a part of this team, this evangelization team, impacted your faith life? Jen? Um, amazingly so. The group themselves are amazing. The working of the Holy Spirit through them all. I, I think I find Jesus the most. Um, I'm one of those people that have a really hard time praying after communion because I love watching everyone received the Eucharist. And so, you know, my husband always has his eyes closed and all of that. And I always want to say, look how beautiful this is. All of these people coming up and receiving Jesus every day, right? Mm-hmm. All kinds of people together. Um, and so I think I, I just find so much joy and so much peace, honestly, sitting at a table with a bunch of wonderful humans that are that want nothing more and have so much passion for screaming Jesus from the rooftops to everyone else. And it is so life-giving and um, unbelievably fulfilling. That's super cool. Greg, what about you? 
I've been inspired by the the faith of those that are a part of our team and the faith of those who have considered this mission a part of their lives um, of evangelizing. Um, we've seen just some amazing things happen in our family room, out in the community, as as a result of the fact that we have amazing people in our parish who genuinely love Jesus Christ and want others to love Him too. It inspires my faith. Um, I I know that there are moments where we're you know we're on a wave, we're up and down. There has been a lot of up um, recently. Thank, thanks be to God. Um, the Holy Spirit is truly working um, through the struggles of our time and place and making himself revealed. Mm-hmm. Our guests today have been Craig Fleckenstein and Jen Weldon, the on the evangelization team at St. Elizabeth Seton. Thanks so much for being our guests today. And before we go, you can uh, get more information at setoncarmel.org. Thanks so much. God bless. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Faith in Action, the program that looks at how everyday people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. This program is underwritten in part by the Indiana State Knights of Columbus. If you have suggestions for topics or guests for this program, contact Bridget at catholicradioindy.org. That's B-R-I-G-I-D at catholicradioindy.org or call us at 317 870 8400